that song we just sang, and the words that Josh just spoke about having that moment where you just go, oh, to God, and he gets it, and he understands. I just want to take a moment this morning and allow you, wherever you are today, wherever you, whatever you came in this place with, whatever you're watching online with, wherever you might be today watching or listening or here in the room, I don't know about you, but I've had so many moments of just, oh, over these past 18 months. So let's just pause before we dive into God's Word today and just allow ourselves in the best way we know how express to Him that frustration, that grief, that concern, that heaviness. And when you don't have words, the Bible tells us that Jesus has the words for us. Let's just take a moment and just talk to Him silently alone, just you and Him. Father, we thank you so much for giving your son. And I thank you so much for the fact that we can not even be able to express what's in the depths of our soul and our minds and our hearts, but you understand it. And God, over these last 18 months, we just come to you admitting that it has been difficult beyond measure. Some, it's been more difficult than others. And we come today with this feeling, this sense of, and we ask you to fight, to work on our behalf, to counsel us in our spirit. May you go before us. Holy Spirit, may you provide knowledge and wisdom and understanding from your word today as we try to figure out what this life is all about and maybe the things that we're carrying. God, may we ask you for some relief from those things that are heaviest. We bring it to you today with open hands and an open heart. Move and lead and guide us. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. We're in week two of our series called Inside Out, where we're taking a look at what God's Word has to say about mental health, about emotional health, about this idea of, of self-care, of really looking at the whole person, because God cares about the whole person. He doesn't, as we talked about last week, simply care about this exterior body. He cares about all of us, every part of us, from the inside out. And far too infrequently do we as humans focus on that. Do we take that to God? Do we take a look at our lives through that? And I don't know about you, but uh, there are times uh, when it comes to health and mental health or emotional health or physical health, uh, I need a recipe. I need a plan. Do you have a family recipe? Any of you have family recipes that you just like you love to make? I, we have recipes in our house. I'm going to make you really hungry today, right now, at about 9.30, 9.45, whatever it is. 
We have great recipes that have been passed down from my grandparents. My, my grandmother was a great cook, and she passed it down to my mom. Uh, and my mom, was, she was a great cook. And so uh, they gave us years ago, uh, Cynthia gave to my grandmother this, this book that's full of all these memories. And my grandmother filled it in a place where you put pictures. Now, nowadays, this would be all done digitally online. But this was an actual book, all right? And so she filled it with family photos from Christmas and good times that our family had, and she wrote down recipes. And some of my favorites are, she made this, she has this marinade for a steak that is incredible, man. Oh, it's so incredibly good. You have to leave it in for at least a day to make it work, but it is so good, man. It is so good. And I've almost got that recipe memorized because we've made it so many times. It is so good. My dad passed down a Caesar salad. How many of you guys like Caesar salad? Yeah. With anchovies? All right, yeah, yeah, everyone's like, ugh, gross, ah. You thought I was going to make you hungry. <laughs> and then my, my mom had a meatloaf that she passed down, and I would love to make that recipe because it was a huge part of our family, but I hate meatloaf. I'm not going to make that recipe. It's terrible. It's terrible. Our, my favorite one is my mom's cider, man, in the fall. Oh, I love making my mom's cider because it reminds me of home. We have recipes for food. We have recipes for what we do with our cars. We have recipes for what we do with our finances. We have all of these things in our life that we follow a plan. And so often we forget to follow a plan that God's word, I believe, has for our mental and emotional health. And I've been very transparent with you about my struggles, some of my struggles with depression and even anger, some of my struggles with self-doubt sometimes. It was a struggle that I began, kind of a, a process that I began to work on in 2014. And man, I was doing so much better and then had a couple events in my life in 2015 that kind of caused me to go back into a little bit of darkness and got some help in 2016. And I got to tell you, I reached out to several different people for help. And during this period of time, um, the, the one common thing that I heard from all of the people that I talked to and all the books that I read, all, all the, all the uh, biblically-based plans, was that we all, when we're trying to move from a place of, of mental or emotional weakness to a place of health, is that we have got to have a recipe. There's got to be a plan. There's got to be a plan. I've collected over the years a, a, you know, a, a three-ring, one-inch binder that has, it's just full of information that people have provided for me or that I've researched or notes that I've written or typed up, and it's all there. But here's the thing. On a daily basis, you can't do anything with that. And so one of my counselors said, Todd, you've got to take all of that and come up with a daily plan for your health. self care, and he talked about self-care, and I'm just going to share a few of these things with you. It's, it's structure every day, structure, it's having a positive attitude, it's engaging in exercise, got to do more of that right now, uh, it's deep breathing in the morning, good nutrition, personal values, quiet time with God, who is fighting as we just sang about on our behalf, quality time with Cynthia and the kids, but one of the things that he mentioned, that it has to be a part of our mental health, my mental health, and part of my plan is support from others. It's support from others. 
It's support that we need from each other. And today, I want to talk about what a, uh, kind of from a 40,000 foot view, what a recipe is for us with mental health. Now, I want to make this caveat today, and I, I want to just be really serious for a moment and just talk to you about this, because I realize last week and this week, as we get a little bit deeper into the subject, and even next week, when we have some friends who are, are um, you know, counselors and behavioral specialists, I, I want to say this. If you're today listening, watching, if you're here today, and you're in a position where the self-doubt and the sadness has gotten to the point where you are having thoughts of self-harm or suicide, I want you to call immediately someone who you can reach out to who can help you. You don't need to wait. You don't need to wait. The Bible has so many things to say about this issue, but if you're in that critical moment, if you're in that critical time, please, please reach out to someone you love. And if you're in a position where you're just struggling and you can't, you know, it doesn't seem like, you know, you're, you're moving forward at all in terms of some of these things, what we're talking about over these three weeks is a biblical basis for mental health and emotional health, but this is not counseling, and I'm not a counselor. So if you feel like you need help, please, I want to encourage you to reach out, and you can call our church, and we can maybe help you get you with someone who can help. But today I want to talk about a 40,000 foot view on having a recipe that can move us from a place where we may be struggling mentally and emotionally to a place where we are a little bit better or more healthy in terms of our mental health. You see, here's the thing. Mental health is found, for a Christ follower especially, is found at the intersection of three things. Taking care of yourself, taking care of yourself, seeking help from others, and relying on the transforming power of God that we just sang about. That's where we are going to find a healthy place in our mind and in our emotions. It's at that intersection. The problem is, is that sometimes the Google Maps on finding that intersection is a little bit messed up. Sometimes... We may send ourselves or someone may send us in the wrong direction. And I want to today pick up where we left off and taking a look at God's word and what it has to say about this in particular in these three areas. Us doing our part, gaining support from others in the church, and then from God. Today, I want to encourage you to do your part. Here's a statement that I want some of you to remember. And by the way, all these notes are online. You can go to hiltonheadislandcc.org. You can get them online. But if you're taking notes today under each of these, I'm going to give you a little extra. It's, uh, it's all free, okay? It's all free. So what I'm going to talk about is a little bit extra today. But, but this is the statement I want you to hear. I can do my part. Listen, listen, church. I can do my part. I can do my part by protecting my mind, protecting my heart, protecting my mind, seeking wise counsel, and connecting with other Christ followers. If you came to me today and said, man, I am really, if you came to me one-on-one -on -one and said, listen, I'm really struggling with some, some, some self-doubt or some, some thoughts that are irrational or, or totally, completely negative, or uh, maybe I'm, I'm just consumed with fear or worry about the future, which, by the way, we all probably have faced over the last, you know, 18 months to two years. If you would come to me and say, hey, I'm really struggling with anger and temper issues, which I have in my life, 
I do in my life. If, I'm, if you came to me and said, I'm struggling with guilt and shame or acceptance or maybe even avoidance, I, I would say to you that the first thing that you would have to do is focus on protecting your heart and protecting your mind and seeking wise counsel and connecting with other Christ followers. That's the part that we have in this game of mental health. That's the part that we have in this, in this desire and this seeking to be better in terms of our health is protecting our hearts and our minds. The writer of Proverbs says this in Proverbs 4.23. He says, above all else, and this is where we left off last week, above all else, he says, guard your heart. Guard your heart from, for everything you do flows from it. Guard your heart. The Bible has so much to say about guarding our heart and protecting our heart. The problem is, is that we go through life and we allow things to come into our minds and then kind of transform down into our heart and into our soul and into everything we are that is not being a guarded person in terms of our heart. This is saying that I, I'm not going to let things in my life that is going to expose my heart and my soul and who I am to the evil that's out there, to the, the trouble that's out in the world. Philippians 4.8 is a great book. I just started about this that I'll share online with you guys. It says Paul says, finally, brothers... I want you to hear this today. Maybe some of you need to take this verse and put it up everywhere you go. Put it up in your, in your office and, you know, school's getting ready to start. Students, put this, you know, in somewhere where you can see it, maybe in your backpack or some, something like that, where you can see it all day long, maybe on the refrigerator, maybe on the mirror that you see first thing. So you're like, I don't want to see myself first thing in the morning, but I can see this first thing in the morning. That would be better for me too. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is anything excellent, if there is anything worthy of praise, he says this, think about these things. Think about these things. And the problem is, is that we let so much into our mind, so much from social media, I made a statement last week that social media is wrong or bad, and that was incorrect because it's not social media that's bad. It's what we do on social media that's wrong. It's consuming what the world has to say that just puts us in a place to think negatively about ourselves or maybe to focus on things that are not of God. And God tells us, that whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just and pure or lovely or commendable or excellent or worthy of praise, that we should be thinking about these things. Our mind is the beginning of the process. Our, e our, our ears and our eyes and our mind and our senses are the beginning of the process of having a whole approach to mental health. And then the second thing that I talked about is seeking wise counsel. And the writer of uh, Proverbs, once again in 11.14, says, Where there is no guidance, a people fail, or a people falls. But in an abundance of counselors, 
there is, say it with me, safety. Do you think it's interesting that the writer used the word safety? I think it's so interesting that he used safety. Safety. Think about, think about the last 18 months. Think about what we have needed over the last 18 months. Think about what the world has talked about. Think about like the, what we've been focused on has been all these things about safe versus unsafe. And that's true physically, but that is so incredibly true in our heart, in our mind. And the writer of Proverbs, it was filled with wisdom. King Solomon says, where there is no guidance, people fall. I've been there before. Have you been there before? You don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> I've been there before. Decided to ignore the people in my life that I knew had good wisdom and that could give me great counsel. You know what it leads to? Listen, I want you to hear this. When we do that in our lives, it leads to fear. And fear is one of the things in our lives that can do the most damage mentally, spiritually, and physically. So seek wise counsel. And then the last part of our part is connecting with other Christ followers. It's guarding your heart and your mind. That's the first thing. Secondly, seeking wise counsel. And then thirdly, connecting with other Christ followers. Proverbs 18.1 says, Whoever isolates himself seeks his own desire. Man, I've been there before too. He breaks out against all sound judgment. How many of you, your tendency is to be a lone ranger? It's a very, very dangerous place to be. It's a very dangerous place to be. All by yourself, out there on your own. The writer says he breaks out against all sound judgment. And this is a New Testament concept. The writer of Hebrews says in Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, let us consider how to stir up another to love and good works. Man, I love this verse. I love this verse. It says, not neglecting to meet together is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. All the more, all the more as you see the day, the day of Christ's return coming. Because there's a day that he's going to return and there are things that will happen during that period of time. That if we don't get this right now, it's going to be even worse. So the writer of Hebrews is saying, don't neglect meeting together. Church, I want you to hear, don't neglect meeting together. Be a part with other Christ followers. And that leads me to the second thing that I want to talk about. It's us doing our part. It's the church or others doing their part. And listen, I want you to hear today, Hilton Head Island Community Church can do its part by providing safe, caring, and praying communities for you to be a part of. So here's what I want to tell you today. If you are struggling in the area of mental health or emotional health, if you're struggling from the inside out, one of the first things that I would do is find a place where you can have people around you who have maybe struggled in the same way and can maybe provide you know, so, some, some ideas on how you can pursue mental health. And the very act of getting together with other Christ followers itself is a healthy thing to do for your mind and your emotion and your soul. First and foremost... 
the groups that we have, um, the things that we have available means that we can care for you. And we can't meet everyone in the churches and in our community's specific mental health need. I realize that. Like, I can't get up here and say, hey, we have counselors for all of you. We would be in trouble. But I want you to see this. Ephesians 4.12 says that we exist as a church to equip the saints for the work of the ministry by building up. I want you to say that with me. By what? By building up the body of Christ. That's what Paul's talking about here. He's saying that meeting together helps build up the body of Christ. Galatians 2 verse 6 says, Bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. What was the law of Christ? Well, back in the Old Testament was all these laws. But in the New Testament, what was it? Love God and love people. That was it. It was a summary of all the law. And the Apostle Paul here in Galatians to the letter to the church in, it churches in Galatia and to us today says, bear one another's burden. Help each other out. Find ways, find communities where you can be a part of helping each other out. We have an amazing ministry called Stephen's Ministry. And Stephen's Ministry is a group of people who have been through quite a bit of training to be able to listen and to be able to be there for you. And I want to encourage you that if you have something that you're going through and you want to talk to someone, you want someone to hear, we have people who can listen. We have people who can listen. So I want to encourage you to get online and reach out to Matt who oversees our care and connections here at Hilton Head Island Community Church, and he and his team can find someone that can listen. Because sometimes, sometimes, one of the steps in our mental health is just to be heard, isn't it? It's just to be heard. It's just to be listened to. It's just to be heard. So we can care for you. We can also connect you to a group. We can connect you to, the, to a group. So much of the whole story of the Bible has to do with relational connection. Think about this for a minute. Even God himself is three in one. That's a cool small group. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That's an awesome small group. Three in one. Right? Even the very nature of God himself means that he's a relational God and in the New Testament, when we see the first church come together, they didn't come together in a big ornate building and have all the stuff that, you know, we don't have, by the way. Uh, you know, the, you know all, the, all the stuff that we think of when we think of church. They had the temple, and they had each other's homes, and that was it. That's what we have today. That's our modern version, and in Acts 2.42, we see the first church coming together, and here's what they did. They devoted themselves, verse 42 of Acts 2, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread. There was always food and prayers. First church got it right. They understood. If you want to gather a crowd, what do you have? You have food. That's right. And all came on every soul. God did amazing things. Just like he did last week here. When some people came forward to receive prayer and to have someone to talk to. And all came on every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. 
and they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all who, as they had need. You see, here's what happens in a church when you come into the doors of this church. You might see each other and you might have your coffee and you might talk about the weather and sports and, you know, we got football starting. Thank the Lord, football starting soon, right? Might talk about the Olympics, might talk about your kids and your dog, and then you, you, you brush on out of here. You need a place for a deeper connection. We're going to talk about this in depth here in a few weeks. If you're not a part of a group, man, you're missing out. And I want to encourage you, if you today are, are in a place where you're seeking maybe some, some keys towards better mental health, we're, we're going to be starting a group called a grace group. And it's going to be starting here in a few weeks, August 25th, I believe. And, and this is a group where you can get together with other people throughout the year, but not every week, where you can talk about some of these things. Maybe talk to, to others who are going through this before. It's not a counseling group. It's, it's a Bible study. It's going to be focused on God's Word and what it has to say about mental health. But this is going to be something that might be for you who, who just want to find out a little bit more about this. And maybe you can find some keys to come up with your recipe that you need. Next week, we're going to have um, doctors Andreas and uh, Nicole Ridland here, and they're coming in from Wisconsin to be a part of Sunday morning. And they're going to give some real keys from like actual counselors in terms of you having handles on your mental health. Uh, but next Friday night, um, while uh, Justin, is, they're going to be doing midnight movie madness and all that, um, all, all the things that they're going to be doing next week, um, we want you to have the opportunity to talk to them. And so we're going to be having this dinner that's going to be taking place uh, a week from this past Friday. And I, I want to encourage you to go online and sign up if you're seeking maybe some more personal interaction with some people who really have some good handles on this. I want to encourage you to be a part of that. You'll be able to talk to them and interact with them. And I want to encourage you to be a part of this dinner that we're providing for you. We can care for you. We can connect you to a group. And lastly, we can pray for you. We can pray for you. It's what we began last week. It's what we began when we talked about the God of healing uh, back in, in June. And we prayed for each other and we, we laid hands on each other when, with people who had needs. And the book of James and his instruction to the first church, James, who was one of the leaders of the first church, he says this in James 5, 13 through 16. He says, is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Let him pray. Let him pray. If anyone is cheerful, let him sing praise. Even if, though it may be out of tune, <laughs> sing praise. If anyone among you is sick, he says this, let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of the faith will save the one who is sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And it says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. In Hilton Head Island Community Church, I dream of a day that we as a church, when we are struggling in some of these areas, that we stop before we look for any other help and we pray for each other. And here in a few minutes, 
we're going to have an opportunity for you to be prayed for once again from some of our elders or Stephen's ministers or even small group leaders. And maybe you need to come forward and have prayer, have someone pray over you. And lastly, Hilton Head Island Community Church can do its part. We have to be in partnership together with you and me doing our part. But lastly, we have to believe and trust that God does his part. He does his part by transforming us into new creations. If we ever get to the point where we fail to believe that God can transform us, nothing else matters. Church, he can heal you. He can change you. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Therefore, the old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Do any of you desire that newness? Do you want to become a new creation? God can do it. God can do it. The recipe is us doing our part, the church doing its part, but relying on the power of God to do his. And I want to encourage you to find that recipe, but here's the thing. You can't do it by yourself. You can't do it alone. I love the animal kingdom, some of the names that they have for groups of animals. Some of you have heard some of these before. We know some of them, a school of fish, right? There's herds, you have herds of different things, a pride of lions. But then there are some that are very unfamiliar. You ready for this? A bloom of ladybugs. A group of ladybugs is called a bloom. Makes sense, doesn't it? Looks like a flower, right? A bloom. There's a bloat of hippos. That was a new one for me. I didn't know that one. A bloat of hippos. That is so appropriate, like when you see a hippo, right? A bloat of hippos. I love this. A conspiracy of lemurs. I love that, man. That made me, I'm like, I want to be in the lemur group, man. A conspiracy of lemurs. That's awesome. A parliament of owls. If you've ever seen an owl, that makes sense, doesn't it? Isn't that cool? Makes sense. A confusion of wildebeests. I love that one. And then we have this one that we're pretty familiar with. A gaggle of geese. A gaggle of geese. But it's interesting about geese. They're called a gaggle for a reason. You probably know why. They're loud. They're obnoxious. You might have a little pond near you or lagoon, as we call them, in Hilton Head. And you might be driving, and all of a sudden, there's geese. And they're coming across the road, and they're doing awful things as they walk across the road. And they're loud, and they're obnoxious, and they're you know, walking from place to place. But do you know that in 24 hours, when geese are flying south for the winter, north for the summer, they can travel in a 24-hour period of time 1,500 miles. 1,500 miles. And the way they do that is they get in this V formation that scientists have studied. And it's incredible what they do. They get in this V formation and the, the goose that's in the front is leading the pack. And he's a little bit higher than the other two that are right behind him who are a little bit lower. And the other two are a little bit lower. And the other two are a little bit lower. And they get in this V formation. And they do that so that they can fly a long way without consuming much energy. Because they basically ride on the wing of the other one that's in front of them. And the one that's in front, after he's gone for a while, he goes to the back so he can rest and just let the wind carry him. And one moves up, and they do this all day long, flying up to 1,500 miles in a 24-hour period of time. 
And they do it because they understand that they can't do it alone. And I got to tell you, church, my darkest days and my darkest hours, if I look back on them, I have forgotten some of the recipe that I put together years ago. But the one that affects me the most is when I lose connection with other people. It's so incredibly important for you, your mental health, your emotional health, your physical health, and your spiritual health. Today, we're going to pray here in a few minutes. The band's going to come up. And as I pray, I want you to think about your mental health, where you are. Maybe you've been alone. Maybe you've been trying to do this thing all by yourself, and it's just not working. And maybe you can move from the gaggle of the geese to this amazing group of geese that they don't call a gaggle when they're flying in perfect formation. They call it a scheme. I love that. Maybe you, maybe you, it's time for you to get in the scheme, to get in that V formation and have others help you and you help others and be a part of what it is, partnering together with the church and yourself and God to have mental health. Would you pray with me this morning? I'm going to encourage you, if you need prayer, to be courageous enough, as we talked about last week, to come forward. Be courageous enough to come forward over these next few minutes. The band will come up here, the worship team will come up here, and they're going to, they're going to lead us through another song today. And I don't want you to be embarrassed. I don't want you to be concerned about what someone else is thinking. If you're watching online later or maybe now live, I want to encourage you to text us, to direct message us, to let us know how we can pray for you. And Maybe you need to come forward and be prayed for by someone else. I'll ask Matt and our Stevens ministers and group leaders and even some of our elders to come over here by the cross so that you can pray for some one who may need help today. Father God, I thank you so much for the fact that you've given us your word. God, you've given us the plan for life. You've given us so much of the recipe. And as we talked about last week, you meet our emotional and mental need. You meet it in a spiritual way, but you also meet it in a very physical, practical way. And we thank you for that. And today, Father, I pray for those who maybe they're struggling and maybe like I was in 2014, struggling, but didn't even realize that it was a mental struggle. Didn't even realize that it was an emotional struggle. Nobody had ever talked to me about it before. Nobody ever showed me the way. And it began a journey that's been up and down and difficult. But Father, I pray for the one who's listening to the sound of my voice that is in despair. Or maybe they're in deep fear or worry. Or maybe like I've had moments, they've been angry themselves, at other people, sometimes even shaking our fist at you. And in the strong name of Jesus, I pray that you would provide healing right now. God, I pray that they would reach out to someone and that they would ask someone to pray. That here in a moment after I say amen, that if there's someone in this room is struggling, that they would get out of their seat and have the courage to come forward and be prayed with by one of these amazing people that are up front. Father, I pray right now that you would allow us to partner together, relying on your power, the power that can change us, 
that can heal us, relying on each other, doing our own work, doing the hard work that we need to do. Father, I pray that for my life. I pray it for the lives of the people who are part of leading Hilton Head Island Community Church. And I pray for everyone in this room, everyone who's listening, everyone on the backstage patio. Father, I pray that you would heal us. God, I thank you for the church. I thank you for this beautiful bride of yours. And I pray that we would walk into health in our minds and in our emotions and in our lives. God, we love you so much. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.